and welcome to Minute 5 of Season 3 of Movie Rock Minute, the daily podcast where we yippee-ki-yay our way through the 1988 Bruce Willis action film, Die Hard, one minute at a time. I'm Rob, and joining me today, once again, in order to finish off this week, is Jay Cluett of Deep Blue Sea, the podcast. Welcome back, Jay. Hi, Rob. Thanks for having me again. I appreciate that. Just uh, You might want to just quickly go answer that phone. Oh, I'm sorry about that. Uh, <laughs> Jay Clewitt, Clewitt Residence. No, yeah, Clewitt Residence, Jay Clewitt speaking. That's the one. There you go. <laughs> so minute five begins with a girl running up to answer the phone and ends with Polina beating Holly to the punch. So yesterday we ended the minute by Holly finally getting Ellis to leave her, her office, stop bothering her, and she somehow picks up the phone and makes a phone call, even though we don't see it. We just see her with a phone against her ear, you know, already ringing. And then we get a shot inside of a house with a, a little girl and a little boy playing on the floor. The girl jumps up and runs towards the phone and answers the phone and says, McLean residence, Lucy McLean speak, speaking. And at this point, we get the on-screen credit for Michael Kamen, who did the, the music for the, for the movie. And we can see in the background, there, there's a housekeeper who's doing some work again. And then there's a shot again of the the office back with Holly. And she goes, hello, Lucy McLean. This is your mother speaking. And then she goes, mommy, when are you coming home? <laughs> now, if, if you look, you can see on Holly's desk, she has this uh, Santa and sleigh ornament. That's sitting there, plus a whole bunch of pictures. Yes, too many pictures. Yes, there's a picture of Holly and the kids. There are two pictures of Lucy on her own. And then we see a picture of just of the two kids. And then we see a family shot. But what's yes. really nice is, is that, first of all, they, they do a great pan along these these various photos. I mean, obviously, having seen this movie, you know why they're doing this. But for someone who's never seen this movie before, it's just establishing for us that this is, you know, the the guy we saw on the plane's wife. You know, they're, yeah. they're, they're visually showing us that. So you said yesterday you wanted to say something about the pictures. Well, it's just, you there's, there's, there's too many, and it's an uneven split. Uh, so the, you've got, in here, there are five total pictures of Lucy, uh, three of Sun. What's the son's name? The, John. The, 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 John Jr. Yeah, okay. Uh, Jai Courtney. Uh, so uh, um, this is unfair. Like coming from a household where I have an older sister, my parents have made it clear that they prefer her. Uh, this is fine. I've come to terms with it. I feel like this is how my parents' offices would be. We have more pictures of her and the, like a, the occasional one of me here and there, but mainly my sister and, and her whole side of things. So you're saying that's what bothers you here? A little. That the McLean residence it, is the same I think as, as the Cluett. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I mean, it, it makes more sense they would have more pictures of Lucy because I feel like the the two pictures of her on her own, that might be from a, a school shoot. Actually, no, because she's wearing the same clothing in that one as she is the one where uh, where John Jr. is there behind yeah. her. Mm -hmm. uh, so this is just like uh, an attack, as far as I'm concerned, an uh, insult upon Jack, uh, uh, John Jr. He's called different things in films. He's called Jack in one of them. Yeah. It's uh, frustrating. Yeah, but also it's just too many. Like, she why should you need so many pictures of her kids next to each other? Like, why can't it just be one picture for the whole family or like have one of the whole family and then the one of the two of them on their own? 
Why just need the picture of her and, and the two kids, and then to the remind her that she's supposed to go home at some point? That's what the. I'm not saying have no pictures, but <laughs> does she need four? Does she need f- like f- five photos of her daughter? Does she need five photos of her daughter? I, I don't know. know. I don't no, know. She doesn't. I do know, and no, she doesn't. <laughs> Too many pictures. Okay, I, I would agree with that. No, there's, there's no question about that. And it's frustrating that it's not Meredith of Winstead and Jai Courtney in these pictures. Uh, well, they would probably both be very, very young at that point anyway. So That's Lucy, not the point. Lucy is played by Taylor Fry, who was born on the 1st of August, 1981. So today she would be 40. Okay, she has 25 TV credits. And she was on the TV show Kirk with Kirk Kremen. She was on 31 episodes there. And she was on the TV show Get a Life for 17 episodes. And... The, the three and she has three movie credits. She was she has only appeared in this movie, North, and A Little Princess. Those are the three that she's been in. North is one of those films I hear mentioned often as being terrible. Uh, yes. Yeah. Beyond that, I, I don't know why. It <laughs> what is. is I, 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 it's just a really boring and strange movie, and not typical of Rob Reiner. You know, okay. think that he would make something a little better. But but they, they have a great connection to Alexander Gudinov there, where there's a little scene with Alexander Gudinov and Kelly McGillis, who were who are in witness, and they play potential parents for this kid North. Right. North is it's basically it's about a kid who who doesn't want his parents. He he decides he wants to divorce his parents and find new parents. So he goes around the world to all these different places to try and find you know, a better family life. And obviously, you know, it's it's pretty predictable that obviously in the end, he's going to go back to his own parents. Okay. Yeah, that, that's what it basically comes down to. And so, first of all, Lucy is very talkative. You know, she, she you know, we, we mentioned before that she says, mommy, when are you coming home? And her, and so Holly's response is pretty soon, pretty soon. You'll be in bed when I get there though. Probably like always, right? <laughs> And she says, let me talk to Paulina, okay, hon? And no snooping around the house looking for presents. And then Lucy says, is daddy coming home with you? Well, we'll see what Santa and mommy can do, okay? Put Paulina on. Bye, honey. And then Lucy screams, Paulina. So first of all, uh, she's a very inquisitive little child asking a lot of questions that are only there in order to let us, the viewer, know the certain things. You know that that uh, you know that the family knows that that John McClane is supposed to be coming coming home. Yeah. You know, and that uh, you know they have all these presents hidden around the house. Who knows where? You know, type of thing. And at this point, then we see a shot of John Jr., who is played by a an actor named Noah Land. Now. The thing I found about this is that Noah Land, this is his only credit in in IMDb. But who is he? He is a relative of Carol Land, who was John McTiernan, McTiernan's assistant. Okay. But not only was she John McTiernan's assistant, she was actually married to him from 1974 until they got divorced sometime in the 80s. So. So is this John McTiernan's son? 
I don't know. I wouldn't know. According according to IMDb, he didn't have any kids with her. Uh huh. Okay. But what? It, but the they funny thing is, is that time. no, they weren't. Okay. That's the whole point. His assistant is his ex-wife. He continued having his ex-wife be his assistant. Maybe she was his assistant beforehand, and that's how she became okay. one of his wives. I mean, John McTiernan had four wives. Yes. So yes, I, yes. I, I think she was number one, or maybe she was number two. I don't even remember at this point. You know, it's, it's hard to keep track sometimes of all of John McTiernan's uh, yeah. marital... A, uh, a, a James Cameron-esque run of wives. <laughs> yeah, but he went for the actors. Sometimes. <laughs> James Cameron goes he for the actors. He went for producers as well sometimes. Yeah. yeah. But he, his, his recent marriage has lasted, hasn't it? Yes, it, yes. It's, yeah. it's, it's, I'd say his current marriage. <laughs> current marriage. <laughs> right, so, okay. So, John McTiernan was married to Carol Land from the 12th of October, 1974, and then he got married the second time to Donna Dubrow in 1988. So, it means that when they were making this movie or right beforehand, that's when they, they got divorced. You know, I don't know the exact date of when they got divorced. So, I'm assuming that Noah Land is somehow connected to Carol Land. It just sounds too much of a coincidence that they would have this little kid with the same exact last name as the director's ex-wife slash assistant. So who knows? <laughs> <laughs> and then we hear the domestic worker, <laughs> Paulina, come on the phone and she says, hold on, Mrs. Mrs. Holly. You know, and first of all, I, I find it really funny that she calls her Mrs. Holly. You know, because here Holly has been living there for six months. Without her husband, her husband hasn't visited in six months, but her her live-in, or you know, her her maid or whatever you want to call it, calls her Mrs. as opposed to Miss. I guess I guess she firmly made it a made it a fact at the beginning that I'm a married woman, so call me Mrs. I don't know. Well, we don't know how long uh, Paulina has has worked for them. It could have been since prior to the the split. So maybe it was initially it was Mrs. Holly, Mr. John. Um, ah, meaning that she came with them from New York. Perhaps, yes. Okay. And so she just kind of possible. kept I with didn't that, think about that, that name. And I mean, technically she is married, so she is still technically a Mrs. Right, but but I find it, it telling the fact that, that she says it that way. You know, she yeah. calls her Mrs. And then uh, Holly stumbles a little bit and says, um, did, did Mr. McLean call? And she goes, no, Mrs. Holly, no telefono. Well, he probably just didn't have time before his flight. Um, it might be a good idea to make up the spare bedroom just in case. See, Mrs. Holly, and we'll have to wait until Monday to find out the rest of her sentence there. But I assume she's about to go off and do it. Uh, maybe <laughs> it could be. Well, we'll have to wait. We'll keep people in suspense till till Monday to find out what Paulina is actually going to say about making the spare bedroom. But, I mean, I find it funny also that he probably didn't have time to call before his flight. I mean, I know they didn't have cell phones back then, still. Yes. He he, uh, he doesn't know about plane phones because he learns about those in a, in yes, a future film. Yes, that we know. Uh, <laughs> and I don't know if they had them in, in 88. I obviously don't know. Right. Uh, but, yeah, he seems to be a guy who's not a fan of, of technology, uh, non-face-to-face communication. Right, but you'd think that he would actually, you know, call her and say, okay, I'm about to get on the plane. I mean, uh, they know I mean, his flight information because minutes. Argyle is going to show up in the airport. 
Yeah, but you'll you'll see in future minutes that their that their relationship is frayed and tense, and he doesn't particularly want to talk to her often, or it doesn't. He knows it doesn't go well, especially when, he when he'd so rather be understand. in cabins. Exactly, I can understand him uh, not making that phone call because that's uh, one fewer conversation he can ruin. Right. Okay, that's fair. So, that's fair. <laughs> so the the actress who plays Paulina is her name is Betty uh, Carvelho. And she was born on the 22nd of July, 1932. So this month she will be 90. She has been in, she has 44 TV credits and 15 movie credits, including Running Scared, which is a really fun, Three Amigos. really fun Billy Crystal movie from 1986. The Three Amigos, correct? Stand in Halloween Five. Okay, that was I wasn't even going to mention that one. Stand in the Liver <laughs> with Edward James Almost and Die Hard. So, yeah, it's uh, fun that, that she's here. So anything else to say about this uh, quick conversation minute between mother and daughter and mother and mother? Uh, and I, 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 well, the mother and daughter, but I admire how well uh, uh, Bonnie Bedea can talk to children. It's something I've never been able to do. I just cannot. She like she talks to, to, to Lucy as a human, but also as a child. And I just can't. I can't communicate with children. I, I mean, I just, I've tried several times. I have a, a four-year-old nephew, maybe five. I don't know. Uh, well, the fact that you don't know how old he is, yeah. Uh, who I just, I just, I'm terrible at talking to kids. It's something I try and do as little as possible. Uh, yeah. So I, I just, she, she is doing it well in here in this film, and I mean, good. It's not something I can do. Okay. But uh, are you familiar with? Do you watch the show Brooklyn Nine Nine? Um, I watched the first like three seasons, and it just got to be too much for me. Okay. Well, the the main character Jake, huge fan of Die Hard, uh, loves Die Hard. It's, it's a very, so I should try and get uh, Jake on on the show. Try to get Andy Samberg on, maybe. Um, but so there is one episode where he and his, I think they're married at that point. Uh, Amy, uh, she uh, as a as a surprise of him dresses as Holly Gennaro. Ooh. Uh, for like some uh, role play kind of thing, and th- this the, the look in this minute is exactly it with like the the hair and the bowels and everything. It's it's spot on uh, how Amy is dressed in Brooklyn Nine Nine. Well, which is something I now I now think of when I watch this one. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't go well in the episode that uh, I think it might even be for the honeymoon gets interrupted by somebody else. Uh, but just I admire the look, and it makes well. I guess it's that. because they're good production assistants that are able to, uh, you know, match match the clothes. I imagine so. Yeah, yeah. makes sense. Okay, so as I do every day, the the script. So the script has a few discrepancies between uh, what was in the final cut and not. So you know, we we ended yesterday's part of the script where it says uh, a five year old Lucy McLean races her younger brother to the phone wins the wrestling match and answers with a sense of importance a Christmas trees in the background. And then she says, McLean resonance, Lucy, Lucy McLean speaking. Holly suddenly smiles. It is the first time we've seen her smile and it speaks volumes about the person hidden under a tough business exterior. And then she responds with hello, Lucy McLean. This is your mother says she looks up and watches Ellis leave. He shoots her with a catch you later wink, you know, which, I'm glad they cut that out too. <laughs> and then she goes, Mommy, when are you coming home? She says, Soon. You'll be in bed when I get there, though. Will you come say goodnight? Don't I always, you goose, enjoying Lucy's giggle. <laughs> now, again, <laughs> you know, 
it, it goes to show that that Holly is never home to take her daughter in. That's what it comes down to, because she basically says, as I as I always do. So every night I come home, even on a Saturday night, you know, when when I should be home with my kids on Christmas Eve, instead I'm at work. And then she says, now put Paulina on the line and no searching the house for presents. And then Lisa says, Lucy caught. I didn't look in the front closet, the closet under the steps. <laughs> so I guess she did find where the presents were. Is daddy coming home with you? And then we hear John Jr. in the background who hears it. He jumps up and goes, yay, daddy, daddy, daddy. And then Holly says, well, we'll, we'll see what Santa and mommy can do. Goose, put Paulina on, okay? I guess she calls her Goose. You know, maybe maybe she's just a wingman. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> Lucy hands the phone to a young Salvadorian woman, Paulina, the housekeeper. Hello, Mrs. Holly. You coming home soon? And she goes, I'm working on it. Did Mr. McLean call? No, ma'am. Holly hides a trace of disappointment. Well, maybe there wasn't time before the flight. You should probably make up the spare room just in case. And she says, yes, Mrs. Holly. And that's the way that the, the script ends. So there, there isn't that much more to... to to say there, but I, again, I don't think that that we're missing anything by them cutting parts of that out. You know, we don't need to hear her affectionately call call her daughter Goose and stuff like that. Having the the little boy jump up and down and say "Daddy, Daddy, Daddy," I think is a little too much. Also, I, I think they cut it well. That it's a nice tone for what they're trying to get here. Yeah, I, I yeah, agree. I think that's I what they do. So when when you said I was going to be on for your first the first uh, week of minutes, I uh, was kind of like, okay. That I mean, there's no, there's no good, there's no bad minutes for for Die Hard. Uh, they're all good. But I was like, okay, so we're going to get to talk about Argyle. There's that Christmas song. I think we get we we'll probably get the first shot of of the the terrorists like coming into the building in the first five minutes. But I, I hadn't really appreciated how how not slow, but just how much kind of set up and exposition is in those, these first five yeah. minutes. Because uh, it just it, it moves so quick when you watch it as a film. Uh, it's, it's, I'm not sure if this is a compliment or not. For, for I think it is. I think it is because problems. because a lot of the things that they're showing us here are pointing towards things that are going to happen later on. You know. Yeah. So, yeah. Definitely. So the fact that that, that they're exactly the fact that you don't notice how much time is is passing, but it's still giving off all of the stuff is is what helps make it even more interesting to 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 pick up because you'll remember part of these things later on when they're referenced again. Yeah. You know, that type of thing. Yeah. So sorry you couldn't get Argyle. Sorry you couldn't get Terrorist. Hey, you know, fine. You'll, you'll get to do the recap like that, I mean, on the final episode. Yeah. There we go. But and, and every part of this film is, is glorious and perfect in every way. Yeah. I so, completely yeah. agree with you on that. So on Friday, I decided I'm going to be doing a surprise segment, which... And I have no idea what Most of my guests... Will not know what it is, <laughs> and I'm calling it Weekend Surprise. Now, obviously, once once my guests start listening to shows that have been released on Fridays, they'll they'll start hearing what it is and they can prepare themselves. But some of them won't be able to prepare themselves, even though I know Jay is completely prepared for this. What can I tell you? So the Weekend Surprise segment is the biggest question that people have about Die Hard: Is Die Hard a Christmas movie or not? And if explain yourself. Why do you think it is, or why do you think it isn't? Go ahead, Jay. Okay, well, I I, mean, I, I think that it is. Uh, it's a film that I, I tend to watch most Christmases, uh, most Decembers. Uh, it takes place on Christmas. It is about a man, a family, just trying to spend Christmas together. 
uh, I don't I don't uh, hold much uh, thought of the the all Christmas films should be about should be like family friendly and about everyone just kind of having Christmas and spending and joyful and Santa and all that. It this is family any, friendly. It, it's <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean okay, uh, it may be too uh, advanced yes. for some younger children. Uh, so um, there is some language and some death that might and, be uh, and brief some, nudity. Uh, encouraging pregnant women to drink and yeah. and, and drugs. Miss you know. uh, bears, uh, terrifying. Uh, but I so you have different kinds of Christmas films. There's Christmas horror films, which are still Christmas films. Uh, Gremlins is a Christmas film. That's just then that connection is a present. You know, I, I don't. I don't understand why people get annoyed about things being classified as a Christmas film or not. Uh, it's it's like I've had this debate about Jaws being a horror film. Jaws is a horror film because it has horror. Don't tell, horror don't tell Richard that. You can you can. <laughs> I have several times. Uh, you can claim it is a, a adventure film, which is also true. Uh, but as soon as you have some kind of horror elements to it, it's a horror film. You and I have both recently seen Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. No spoilers for that, but that film has horror elements in it. So therefore it is yes. kind of a horror film. So in the same way that Iron Man 3 is a Christmas okay. film. That's fair. That is basically Christmas. Fair. Yeah, I don't, I don't, if, if you don't, it's up to everyone. If you don't want to watch it at Christmas, fine, don't. The great thing about Die Hard is it works just as well yeah, in July. No one's going to force you to, 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 <laughs> to do that. Very true. Yeah. This is this this so this is elevated from being just a Christmas film where I would never watch uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation in March, but right. Die Hard works all year round. So it it being classified as a Christmas film doesn't mean you can only right. really watch it at Christmas. You can watch it That's wherever you like. And I do. <laughs> Not every day. Every day. No. Well, at this point, I'm going to be watching just about every day in order to catch up and uh, you know write notes. But I'll be watching parts yep. of it, not all of it. All right, great. So you want to once again tell people how they can get in touch with you, Jay? I'll do a, a wrap-up of all of my plugs and a new one. Uh, well, an old one. Uh, so my, my own personal website is Life versus Film, which is lifevsfilm.com, where I very occasionally write things. It has been some time, some recording since I wrote anything on there, but that is where you can find all of my writing and a bunch of links to other things that I've done in the past. It's Life versus Film. As I've mentioned on previous days, I am the Shepherd for the Lamb, the large association of movie blogs. You can find that at largeassmovieblogs.com. If you have a movie blog or podcast and want to join some like-minded folk, then come join us over at the Lamb. I am a monthly host on the Lampity uh, uh, podcast on the Lambcast feed. So Lampity is uh, movie trivia inspired by Jeopardy. Always a lot of fun. Rob has been on. Rob Smith's questions for always a great time. And I am one of the hosts of Deep Blue Sea, the podcast, where we cover the Deep Blue Sea trilogy one DVD chapter at a time across all three films. Now looking at Deep Blue Sea adjacent films. Uh, and also the host of the upcoming Con Air, the podcast, where we do the same thing with Con Air, but there's only one of those films, so just one, until we have Con Air 2, which I'm sure we will uh, uh, come up with ideas for during the course of that podcast. Uh, follow me on Twitter at LifeVSFilm. Follow me on Instagram at Jaykler, J-A-Y-C-L-U-I-T-T. And the podcast I do, Deep Blue Sea, Deep Blue Sea Pod on Everywhere and Con Air Pod, hopefully, or Con Air the Pod. I don't know. We haven't done that. We haven't done that yet. Uh, so just find me online everywhere. I, I enjoy talking about films as a whole, as a minute, as anything you like. Yeah. Excellent. Thank you very much, Jay. I appreciate you uh, 
once again agreeing to to, to be on the first week and uh, we shall all see you in another 127 episodes when when you're back for the uh, recap me on the the final episode well, and, and i hope you do the sequels because then i get to come and talk about rennie harlan I will, I will do my best to over the course of the next few years to try to uh, uh try to try to fit them in we'll see no promises at this point i, I don't know yet what i'm doing season four well, um, you know, I, I have a few months to, to decide before I start pre-production on season four. So, you know, we shall see. But I will. I, I look, I look forward to whatever it is. I'll, Unless you do like Solo Minute or something. Don't, don't do what? Minute. Solo Minute. What movie? The 120, 120 oh, Days of no. Solo. Okay. No. I, I, I've never even heard of it. So, you know, <laughs> not going to happen. Uh, yeah. It's a, no, okay. Don't, don't look it up. So. Not on my list of things that I'm going to be looking for. And finding me is very simple. Just do a quick search for Movie Rob Minute. You can find my website. You can find me on Facebook. And you can find me on Twitter. So have a great weekend, everybody. And we shall see you on Monday. But until then, yippee-ki-yay. yippee